from the Baker car. Really rhyme. We're like the Ford Bronco of uh, of cars. Driving down the number two highway from uh, Edmonton back to Calgary. Uh, the good news is is uh, my youngest won the championship tournament. The bad news is, is it went longer than expected. Got a few guys in here already. Just let me know how the sound is. Hey, big man. Happy Sunday. Uh, hopefully it's not too bad. I am going to be relying on the old cell network. But when we say, or when I say, we're going live. We're freaking going live. Um, come hell or high water. Because that's how the plumbing world works. Oh, is it a little glitchy? It sucks. <laughs> well, I've had a few uh, technical difficulties on the other end of things. Maybe it's my turn to do the... Uh, technical difficulties. I wonder what the... Uh, uh, hang on, I was looking at the... It's like four bars. Not quite five bars. How is everybody out there today? not here yet, so let's see how that works. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, how are you? Uh, I've had better weekends, to be honest with you. <laughs> I just spent Saturday and Sunday trying to fix an absolute disaster one of my guys just did. <laughs> uh, oh, you gotta got love that, eh? Uh, yeah, he's... The, the list of efficiencies was so long, the inspector just stopped writing. <laughs> what, he wasn't having any of it? Oh, no. he And honestly, I don't blame him, because if I'd walked in as an inspector and saw the first thing he saw, I just... I, I would have turned around. <laughs> Said, honestly, I would have said you need to call a real plumber to fix this, but since it's my company, I don't. Uh, it's a nightmare. Ah well, but those things happen, don't they? Get, yeah, they happen. They do. They definitely happen. Not very often, yeah. but when they get to, they get to. Yep. I was just too busy this week. I had a 14-unit condo building I was relining. And I didn't have time to go look at these other jobs and see what was going on. That's my fault. <laughs> how is how is the relining business going? Is that going all right? It is. It's off the charts. I can't keep up with it, honestly. It's and there's a ton of companies. I'm I'm not the only guy in town. There's probably thirty people relining, and we're all busy all the time. Never stop. Oh well, that's good though. It is good. I did just wait. 
probably fifteen thousand dollars on light ray that I probably shouldn't have. But uh, there's different. I mean, there's just different technologies for all the lining. Everything Which one are you using? What's that? Which one are you using? Uh, right, there's like four or five brands out there, aren't there? Yeah, I just started using Light Ray, which is the UV curing. Um, but I, I do inversion and I do pull in place and I do brush cutting, do everything. Um, the UV thing is a little finicky. Uh, the way it works, it's, there's a lot of technical, they seem really easy, but there's a lot of technical stuff that the average plumber roughly needs a little training <laughs> When you're dealing with amperages, yeah, yeah. if you're doing H, uh, HVAC, you already know enough electrical work that you can get by, but you're a standard plumber down in Florida, we don't know anything. <laughs> Talk about amperages on your machine, and we have no idea. Like, I don't know, I got the, I play a lot of Falcom. <laughs> so how many, how many of those a week do you do? Uh, I usually do about three houses a week. Um, and then if I've got a bigger property, like commercial property, those sometimes I'll just, I'll just do one of those in a week. But yeah, I don't stop. And I just, enough guy that quit. And with a helper on top of that. So it's kind of a pain. What's the. That's the biggest challenge that everybody faces these days, right? The uh, yeah. finding the manpower, finding the guys that can. Uh, it's one thing to find a guy; it's another one to find a guy that can actually do what he says he's going to do, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, you can. I can hire guys all day long, but most of them, a week or two, you find out pretty quick. They either they can't hang, or they don't really know what they said they knew. Yeah. Yeah. The guy tells me he's got 20 years experience, and I hire him, and he doesn't have that experience. I don't. I can't retrain that guy. He's 45 years old. Crashed. <laughs> 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 yeah. The worst experience I ever had. I hired a journeyman, had like 15 years experience, and then asked him to put a hot water tank in. Took him four hours. Oh my god. Showed up. Uh, and it wasn't, it was out of the box. That's as far as he got. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't really do much of this. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Okay, the, the guy at Home Depot on the Home Depot corner can do it. Yeah, exactly. Stop. It's rough. But down here is really weird because we're right to work state. So we don't have journeyman cards down here. Uh, there's really the only difference between a apprentice and a master down here. Test, but that's it. There's no hours or anything you have to do. So it makes it really rough right now to get involved. We've got a big. Is that just the. Is that just on the lining side of things? No, that's plumbing. That's actually all trades down here. Everything's right to work. If you go to the hospital and you buy a hammer, you can apply to be a carpenter. And as long as somebody hires you, you're a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, though, right? Yeah, but, and most of the trade schools have closed down here, so you can't even get young, fresh guys. The DHCC uh, program is pretty much done. They don't even do it. Is that, is that because it's not government-backed uh, or what? 
Um, I think it's it's a lot of that. I think that a lot of the government backing has dropped off because of lack of interest. So obviously they're not going to keep the schools going when nobody's going to school. So when I I can remember now, it's been I mean, when I took my apprenticeship, I did the four year PhD apprenticeship, and we started with like sixty guys. And by the end of it, only two people out of all those people made it through the four years. How am I doing? Am I dropping up over there? Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a ton of work. There's there's a need for it. Nobody, you can't get young guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that. I don't want to label every young guy as lazy, but. Those are so few and far between. It's it's an overused saying to say that someone's a diamond in the rough, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the worst part is I get tons of applications, but it's usually guys that are in their late fifties, early sixties, and I'm fine with that. How much time do I they're they're applying for a job when they're in their late fifties. Oh yeah, people moving down here all the time, and if they're retired, they just want to get back into the trade sometimes. And, uh, no, or they're they're coming in. Say they've got twenty years experience, and they start working, and they don't know how much pitching. Ha <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What is up? Oh man, having a hell of a time with technology. I got like three computers, a phone out. I'm like switching phones. Every time I jump on this thing, it kicks me off. But I got it. I feel inadequate. My beard's not long enough to be on here. I know, big man. It was a, it's a bit of the battle of the beards. Yeah. But what we what we build this thing as. You know, that's cool. We're doing like a progression thing, like start, medium, finished. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> so I did that's I, all I right. caught a little bit of what you guys were talking about. Like, well oh. we're gonna have to have Stra- we're gonna have to have Stragog on. I'll I'll DM you my man and we'll set up something uh uh legit. How's that sound? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always up for that. I can talk your ear off on lining and <laughs> Weird uh, uh, things that nobody else really cares about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll DM you. We'll set it up. All right. Thanks, I'll brother. Take it over. I'm going to go drink a beer because I'm tired. <laughs> oh. Go drink some beer. That sounds like a good plan. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, man. Thanks, man. All right, big man. What's up, buddy? Good, man. Good, good. You just uh, out for a drive there or what? Yeah, I was. Uh, I spent the weekend in Edmonton with my youngest daughter here, and they uh, won more games than I expected. So, drag it out, eh? Yeah. So right, that's good. The technology is amazing. I'm flying, doing 120k down the highway, talking to you 3,000 miles away. Nice. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so the I, first, first, the first question, big man, is yeah. when's the national day of mourning? The which? 
The National Day of Mourning. For? Uh, for the for the Leafs. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you follow, but we have this uh, this thing on Instagram here called Six Buzz, and it's like all of the the Toronto news, right? It's like yeah. a young crowd, and they posted yesterday that they put a they put a hundred thousand dollar bet on the Leafs winning, and uh, and I see hundred thousand dollar bet, hundred grand, and they're like, if we lose this, we might have to sell the page. <laughs> You're selling it. Oh, that's bad news, man. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Anyway. <laughs> Let me know if you can still hear me. I don't want to be holding this thing anymore. You still hear me? No. Yeah, no, it's all good. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I caught your rigid thing the other day. Yeah. Yeah, mo yeah most of it. They looked like a, they came on like a news team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. That's They're all like, okay, let's go. I'm like, whoa. It's a bit uh it's a bit formal for what we got going on here, but we appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah Richard's cool, freaking awesome. Have you met uh have you met any of those? Met Becky and Mike and Jeff? No. no, I've not I've not met any of them, but uh you'll see like in my Instagram there's a bunch of uh bunch of influencers and stuff that are all cartooned up. And uh, I think a few of them have some strong relationships with the rigid people, and they're all like, "Oh man, they're the best. They're the greatest. It brings out do everything with us." So whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, they they got their crap together when it comes to the uh, social media angle. There's no doubt about that. It's wild how many manufacturers are 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 behind on that. It's. I agree with you. Like, so many are like, ah, "We'll still run a commercial," or run a trade show or whatever the hell they do. Yeah. They had, I've literally tried to, I can't think of one off the top of my head where I've tried to tag somebody. I'm like, how do you not even have an account? You don't What's even with you guys. I know it's wild, man. Or they, or they'll hire uh, a marketing manager and uh, with this expectation that they'll be on social media and not even really understand what that means. They hire a marketing manager rated right at a school or social media, you know, college kid. Uh, in in order to get them some level of influence, yeah. how? It's like it yeah. doesn't work like that. But, uh, here's what it I is, was man. I was making fun of of uh, when they've done a better job lately, but of uh, Milwaukee because they uh, they literally show up with the, the we used to call them it's probably not politically correct anymore the tub tarts. Uh, <laughs> You know, all showed up and like, <laughs> would you like Texas Grill? I'm like, listen, lady. <laughs> you treading on thin ice there, buddy. I know. Oh, man. I'll tell you. It's, I, I, it's funny because I just ran into the team at, at uh, Milwaukee uh, at Home Depot. Uh, we're the only place we ever see them. And, uh, it's and true. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's funny. We were, we were talking about social media, and we're talking about running a little event that isn't finalized yet. But I'm I'm hoping uh, the beginning of next month we're going to do something really cool, flying a few uh, influencers in and see ah, see what happens. Doing a little going or build event, and uh, in Milwaukee, I was chatting with them about it. And the guy goes, "Oh, can I get your number?" Sure, man. Yeah. Follows up with me like an hour later. Oh, our marketing team wants to chat with you about that event that you're going to have those guys at. So we'll see, man. Maybe they're going to get a little sharper at it. 
Well, you know, and to be fair, that was like four, three or four years ago. Where yeah. they were, uh, like I say, they bring out the pretty girls, which is fine. But I'm like, it's not a golf tournament, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> no, it's amazing, man. But you know what? That's that's funny though. That's. Uh... That's kind of how our, our industry works. I mean, it just, it, it always has, you know, you bring the, the fluffers out and it's, and it just, it, it's, uh, that it's, word, it's, man? that's worse than tub tart. Are you kidding me? Come, come on, man. You started it. So we, we look at it, you know, that's, that's our industry though, is that uh, we, we've got the, sure. the tarts, the fluffers, but, but when you have manufacturers kind of getting behind that mentality, and they're they're putting that out, that messaging out there. Mm. I don't no, know, man. I'm, I think no, it's, I think it's a dangerous thing. I agree with you. It's uh, most of them are getting away from that completely, which to. is why, like you say, you see, you see the influencer thing on on the social media are actual tradesmen and women, frankly, doing you actually using the tools in the field, right? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need more. So I, think, I, think, I think we need it's more. Changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. I, I I mean I'll. I remember the day which I'll probably get in trouble for going to work with my dad. Like when I was like ten, you'd walk into the wholesaler and the whole behind the counter was the centerfolds of the last <laughs> twenty years, stapled up on the on the on the wall for the, anybody to see. Yeah, yeah, I know. My mom was one of those. For the better. Yeah, yeah. We um, we went to this event with Central Serum. You familiar with them? I got invited to it, but I didn't. I'm one of the. uh, I'm part of the Great Unwashed, and so I couldn't. I can't travel outside the country. Oh, you you haven't been poked. I see. I have not been. I've not got the jab, so. I talked to Mike and uh, um, those boys. I'm like, dude, Tom will pay for everything. I'm like, I wish I could, but I can't. So it was, it was awesome. It was a great. Yeah, I saw you. You and Georgie were dueling it out there for the King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a cool cat too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good stuff, man. Yeah, but that event, what most people didn't see, I think he has seen all the competition stuff, and it, and it was cool to meet a lot of those guys. But um, one of the coolest things, they had this speaker from Hardy. Are you familiar with Hardy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, wasn't, I, I, hadn't, I wasn't familiar with them. I didn't know what they did. And, and in fact, after talking to the guy after the event, uh, I said, okay, tell, tell me what Hardy is. And about 10 minutes later, I was like, okay, you're going to tell me what Hardy is? Because yeah, like, I'm not getting it, man. Yeah. <laughs> summed it up as... Um, the country club for distributors. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what they are. But uh, interestingly enough, man, his his big thing was how we need to be looking at women in the trades, and not like that, not like that, but like turning turning to women in the trades. And and I listened to him speak about it for twenty minutes or so. And it really started to resonate, man. And I feel like I'm really late to the table on that. I was like, yeah, yeah, inclusion, women in the trades. Yeah, yeah, let's all get behind this. What a kick rock. They can't do it. And, uh, and, and I was wrong. 
you know, was, I was wrong and that mentality is wrong and it's, it's, it's bad programming and it, it's perpetuated by a ton of other things that, that, that happen in our industry. Uh, but we're, we're, we're listening to all of these business owners talk about labor shortages and how there's going to be these huge shortages in, in qualified tradespeople. And so I'm like, well, wait a second, if we don't turn to women and qualifying women in the trade, like, it's going to be a lot worse if we don't buckle down and focus on that now. And since kind of a shift in my mentality, I've seen and met just in, incredible women that are really good at the jobs. Like, we were, we were changing a, a water service the other day, and this girl comes, she's 22 years old, works, works for the city, jumps in the hole and live taps a, a, a water feed, like, just mind blowing. And didn't look like she could bench press me, which is, which, is a, which is another important element here. I feel like we need to do something to change the culture. Like, you don't have to look like you're an arm wrestler to work in the trades. It, you know, for lack of a better word, we need to make it sexy without making it sexy. Appealing. We'll use the word appealing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, that's the difference maker that's, that's happening right now is the fact that uh, the tools are eliminating the fact that you need to be able to bench press 300 pounds to be a plumber. Right. You can, I mean, if it was still, you know, pouring lead and cast, I would be out of the trade because I would be broken. Right yeah, yeah. Right? I feel you. Yeah, and yeah. so, because we have all these incre this incredible technology that allows us to do things so much easier and with so much less effort and strain on the body that those that provides those opportunities for those ladies to get involved and to have uh, meaningful and durable careers, really, at the end of the day. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I see some, some of the girls that are outworking a lot of the guys that are starting in this industry. And I, I caught a little of your conversation, the other guy you're chatting with there about, you know, guys going, oh, I can, I can do this and I can do that. You hire them and they're useless. Uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's another big problem. I think uh, a lot of business owners are facing. I mean, I seen an ad the other day on LinkedIn for, for employment. They said, we'll give you a $5,000 signing bonus and a $5,000. You get the same ad I got from that team? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is it? L-I-S-I? -L I-C? Yeah. Whatever. And I'm not bad-mouthing them, but they keep sending it to me in Calgary. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Desperation, my friend. Desperation yeah. from a lot of companies. You know who started that? It was a company, Reliance, really started that uh, signing bonus stuff. And it's like... Okay, I mean that's cool. Guys, guys love tools. We'll take a ten thousand dollars tool signing bonus and five thousand dollars signing bonus, but uh, you're contracted pretty hard at that point. Man. Yeah, how big is that? is that? Are they huge in Toronto? That Reliance, those guys? Huge, huge, massive, biggest, biggest, biggest dogs on the block. <laughs> Yeah, why yeah, you want to chat about them? I'm happy to, but I feel like they'd crush me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just, I, I, I mean, they've, they've shown up here in Alberta and probably in the last five or six years. And just smashing it out there, aren't they? Well, they're advertising everywhere. Like, yeah. everywhere. 
And so they're not really our competition, my competition, because we deal mostly with commercial stuff. Um, but they're, if you were a residential plumber, like that's all you did, like it, like new install furnaces, hot water tanks, like they're on the radio, on the billboards, the yeah. hockey games. Yeah. Like, holy crap, man. I sat with one of their, I sat with one of their head sales guys and he was looking to, to recruit. And I remember I sat with them in Toronto years ago and, uh, they were looking to recruit me and, uh, and he said, yeah, Aaron, I just, uh, just came from blah, 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 radio. He says, yeah, I just signed a million dollar deal. Said, Pardon? He says, yeah, I just signed a million dollar deal this morning. I said, oh. Is that right? And I'm thinking to myself, your radio budget is, is is larger than the gross revenue of most of the HVAC businesses that are going to now compete with you. Mm -mm. That's that's yeah. what's scary about finance finance companies stepping into the HVAC and plumbing industries is that they're they're they have a different mentality, man. They think differently. They don't think of how am I going to pay my bills this month or quarter or what, what's my year end going to look like? They think about what is this going to look like in 10 years for us? And can we lose money for five years to make incredible profits over the course of 10? And I'll tell you, we're going to have to shift our mentality as contractors if we want to compete with that. Yeah, it's true. I don't, and I, so what's your, you got an answer? I do, I do. Let's, okay. Let's all become real estate agents. <laughs> Slashing tires? Yeah, there you go, buddy. Tire slashers. <laughs> uh, change, change, change from the HVAC and plumbing industry to real estate. That seems a good. That's a good one. Bankers. That's, right now it is. Real yeah. estate's like it's the, literally the professional stock market. If you're not a realtor now, everybody thinks you're a moron. No, of course. Four right? years ago. Four years ago, if you were a, if you were a realtor, you were a moron because the market sucked. <laughs> now you're a genius. Everybody wants to yeah, hear you. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the houses houses here exploded. Like this, the area that I live in is like the fastest growing area in Ontario. Because I'm just outside of Toronto, and the houses in this neighborhood were like a million bucks two years ago, and now they're like 1.8, 1.9 million. It's crazy. How does it, like, and have you done anything to your house? What's that? Have you done anything to your house? Like, are there vast, there's a million dollars worth of improvements going on there? Nope. Just, just all of them, man. Yeah, it, crazy. You need to sell and move to Halifax. Yeah, you know, Florida. I'm, I'm, Florida. I'm done with this. I'm done with this snow stuff, bro. See you later. <laughs> It's funny, all the guys in the U.S. that are you know, got a little bit of a social media group and we have some private conversations, I'm always planning stuff. And I said, okay, I need you guys, I need you guys to fly to Toronto. So hands up who it is that can make it. I'll pay for your flights and stuff, but let's, let's do this. And, you know, and uh, everyone's like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And they're like, wait a second, hold on. They have to be poked to go to Canada still? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I think so. I'm out. I'm out. I don't know. They just, those guys there, man, they, most of them didn't even go and get it, right? Nah, they, thank you. You still with us? I'm here.
That's me. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I'm out of the service area. Back you know in the service area. It's good though, man. It's making your face a little bit blurry and we can't really see your beard and stuff. So mine to everybody else just looks majestic. Thank you for ah. Okay, how long how long you been growing it, big man? Oh, two or three months. You? Shut up. <laughs> uh, you know what? I started uh, when when COVID hit. I oh, okay. I started then, and then I went to see a barber. My wife set it up. She's like, "Oh, I called around. It's the best barber you find." I went in. I said, "Okay, go ahead." And they went. So cut cut it all, and I said, no, 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 like 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 shape it, make it look nice. And I got, I sat up, and I looked like a poodle. I just like trimmed it right back. It looked, oh, I was so mad. And then it was like square one again. But who's coming back? No, it's yeah, looking so. good, man. Yeah, thanks, man. How long have you had yeah. a beard? Uh, I'm on year three, I think. Oh, yeah. Three. Yeah, I yeah. thought that, I thought that was a lifetime beard there. No, I uh, no, I was uh, clean shaven, baby face until two thousand and uh, halfway through two thousand and eighteen. So I guess it's been almost three and a half years. I guess almost four years. For for work purposes, always clean shaven. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was super when we had back in the day when I ran my company company a bunch of employees that we wanted to be clean shaven. I talked about it with uh, Eric from the Cancel Hub. No, you have tattoos, you got to cover them up, blah, blah, blah. That's and funny, man. That's when funny. I fired, when I fired everybody, I sort of changed my tune. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Amazing, man. So, so very sim similar story, man. I um, The stuff that you're talking about is, is uh -oh. Airtime, Airtime 500 training. They were the they were the ones that really set the pace for, you know, clean shaven, cover your tattoos, white button up shirts and branding. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it was a, it was a consulting company from the U.S. called Airtime Five Hundred, and you'd spend like sixty thousand dollars to be a member yeah. every year. So it was crazy. My family was Airtime Five Hundred, and that's where I learned a lot of that. And I, I I carried it with me through a lot of businesses that I that I worked for, and then when I started uh, AccuServe Heating. Uh, I implemented a lot of that, you know, white button-up shirt and clean shaven, and and I really believed it, man. I drank the Kool-Aid, and uh, and this is my rebellion beard. Now I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> that's a, that's really, and it has. It's actually, like you say, the world's changed a little bit because I would I was with you. I took that. Uh, I forget what it's called now. Uh, it's that one out of uh, Arizona. It's the same thing as as uh, your Airtime 500. It's like, uh, oh, I forget the name of it now. But they do the big conferences. You go down and, every, you know, everybody gets pumped up. and pumped up and send you You can do it. You're going to be rich. Yeah. <sighs> But it's, I won't lie to you, I, I do think the beard has actually helped my marketing from I just, think so. it has. you know what I mean? It has. For you, it has. Yeah, I mean, I see your stuff on LinkedIn, and it, the beard catches you at first, and then you're a plumber, you're a blue-collar trades guy, and you look the part. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah, no, they're like, well, you're, you're, you must be legit by the way you look. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell them. Yeah. Sure. You must be a great plumber. You have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I am a great plumber, with or without the beard. Tell them. Cutting out there, big fella. Wonder. I don't think we have. There we go. There it Am is, man. It's like, it's awkward. When your screen starts to go fuzzy, I'm just like... <laughs> like do with my hands. <laughs> That's right. Do I move? Do I touch? Do I smack the, yeah. do I smack the antenna? <laughs> ah. So tell Tell us about you, Aaron. What's your deal, man? Now, your uh, wife's on here. I saw her. I even waved at her, so you have to be on your good best behavior. Oh, I my always think it's... My wife's on here right now? Is that Mr. Mrs. Bond? Yeah. Or yeah, Bond she, Mrs.? Yeah. yeah she's, supposed, she's supposed to be cleaning right now, so I don't know what she's doing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's, that's going to cost her. Yeah, that's going to cost her. Whatever it was worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> I um, so I do uh, I do primarily HVAC. Uh, a lot lot more plumbing now, but um, my my passion is hydronics. I love doing love doing boilers, man. It's like it's my thing. I think I got uh, got tired of doing furnaces and air conditioners and running gas pipe and just did it forever. I'm uh, I'm a third generation tech. So I uh, grew up doing this for my uncles and grandfather, and spent uh, spent a lot of time on the tools. Spent a lot of time not wanting to do this, actually. <laughs> and then I think somewhere along the line, uh, just kind of came to terms with the fact that I suck at everything else. And so. You're dicey.
I wonder if I freeze when you freeze. There we go. Okay, I'm back. I'm through the worst part, I think. It should be all right. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Don't jinx us here. I, I'm just going to say that so everybody feels better about it. <laughs> We're almost it's to the end, guys. And it's funny that you say that because I I can rem I remember graduating high school working and I worked for my dad forever, and I told him I would never touch another wrench when I left because I got accepted to university. I said I'm done with this business. Out. <laughs> Cue the beard. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah. three years later, I'm back begging him for a job. Dude, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's uh, it's you know what it's it's good business. Plumbing, HVAC, amazing, amazing business, man. Good, good, good thing to fall back. And I say to my wife, I say, you know, I want my son to have the the foundation of of the trade. I want him to know how to do it, but I want him to go to school and do something else, and just kind of use this as a backup, maybe. I don't well, know, man. You're in trouble then, because that's how I started with both my boys. I'm like, listen. If you don't know what you're going to do in school, then you're going to come work for me until you figure it out. And now they both love it, which is good for me because yeah. then I got my exit plan. Let me ask you something, though. Let me ask you. Did, did, you, pay them, did you pay them minimum wage? Uh, did you pay them? Tell the truth. Of course I paid them minimum wage. They're my kids. Uh, like like room and board kind of trade off for minimum wage or like you paid paid, paid them. Oh no! So they we I mean they didn't have any expect when they were at home they had no expenses, right? Like they did I didn't make them pay for rent or anything like that. Um, but they uh, they started off at uh, fifteen and 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 then as you know in Canada like we went by the. Uh, 60, 70, 80, and 100 percent of what what the uh, hourly rate was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, yeah. So they're uh, uh, they're paid a couple of bucks above what the what the government tells me I'm supposed to pay. Nice, that nice. Yeah. yeah. And that's based so, on the union stuff, right? So, union. Yeah, the government bases those hourly rates, like what you're supposed to pay your apprentices, off what the union pays theirs. Oh yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I so I like to base my pay off of McDonald's rates. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you pay? You laugh, man, but they're they're pretty high. <laughs> a lot. McDonald's expensive, man. You gonna hit that patchy's? Are you there? Are you there? Are you back? 
Oh, you do it. Stop moving around there. You're freaking everything out. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, I was lonely there for a minute. That's <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that's the problem with live TV. Is you just never know what's gonna happen. And if Anything. My, if my, if my daughter sucked at basketball, then I would have been home like four hours ago. So. That's what happens. Blamer, man. Gotta, just blamer. As you know, you got to you got to do the family thing first. That's just how that goes down. You sure do, man. I did Canada's Wonderland today with my kids. It was good. Uh, good, good. So how many? Uh, so do you run your own show? I do. I do. Nice. Yeah. How well, many employees have you got? I kind of run my own show. You, you're mar you're married, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the boss. Kind of. Yeah. Um, we lost again. I'm back again. My back. How that guy passed us like three times. I think Somebody we just uh, got pulled over by cops. Not the guy talking on his phone. No. It's all, it's all <laughs> the wireless man. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still there. I can see you. Can you see me? You're here. No, I see you, man. Little, little blurry. You're good. Another minute or so. Yeah, we. Um, I did. I, I went through another wave of I don't want to do this business anymore. Um, built AccuServe a, a business up to have quite a few guys, a lot of trucks, a lot of guys, and uh, and then had some of those shisty stories. I thought, you know what? I followed a lot of that Airtime 500 stuff. I I did what was right. We did great installs. I set up a lot of process and procedure. Uh, you know, we had our systems locked down, and I said, "Man, we're we're killing it. We're growing so fast, and we're doing it right, and we've got a great foundation." And then I, um, I had some guys working for me, seasoned guys, like uh, refrigeration mechanic that had 35 years experience, commercial refrigeration mechanic, and he uh, he goes and puts a rooftop unit on a Buddhist temple downtown Toronto for me. And doesn't hook up the e traps and turns them on. And these 25 ton rooftop units stuck a whole load of water down the ductwork into their, into their library of irreplaceable book statues. Yeah. Was, so are you cut out statue. there, or I cut out there. So you're working on a Buddhist temple, 25 oh. ton units. What, what happened? I, I got to tell you, man, you froze perfectly that time. It was like, like you were really interested in what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, if you see that, you know I'm frozen because I'm never that interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um, so we put these rooftops on. The the installer didn't put the P traps on it. Like super seasoned guy, and uh, and it flooded this Buddhist temple. Ductwork uh, in, in, into a into a library of like irreplaceable books and statues. Yeah. 
that was expensive. I had a, I had a technician that uh, went, we sent him to fix a, a rooftop unit. They had no heat. He just shows up. Oh, the disconnect's off. Clips it back on and leaves. Doesn't check anything. It's putting carbon monoxide into a uh, into a friggin' daycare. Oh my gosh! Yeah, man. So I I kind of hit a wall. My my wife was pregnant. We were like, we I had another baby on the way. I'm like sitting commuting to Toronto every day. I was just miserable. I'm like cleaning up all these messes. I was like, you know what? Something's got to give, man. I I need a different different life here, and. Uh, and I would think it was just, I, I ended up turning to the wrong place. I went to this leadership training. One of my guys recommended, oh, my, my old boss at this company went to this leadership training thing and it's in Vegas. And I was like, oh, I'm in Vegas? Oh, all right. Yeah, I do leadership training in Vegas. What's up? Sure. And, uh, and it, it wasn't the good Vegas that we all think about. It was like, I'm actually, I think I'm under contract not to talk about this. <laughs> Seriously, I'm go for it. Yeah, yeah, like they make you sign some stuff. You can't just, you can't badmouth them. You can't, da -da. and and I never have spoken about it publicly. So here, let's showcase it because I don't give up. Let's do it. Just so you know, yeah, yeah. we signed the same agreement, didn't we, Aaron? Like you can't say anything bad about me. No, no, <laughs> no. You, you sent you, you sent that to me, and I just scribbled on it. That wasn't my signature. Oh. Check your shit. <laughs> Yeah, so we, uh, I jump on a plane, paid a friggin' ton of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars for this thing. And I jump on a plane, and I fly to Vegas, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fun. Somebody sends me with a backpack, and, and it's a pink backpack with, like, girly stuff on it, and then you get there, and it has all of these cards inside of it. Just, like, you, you, open, up, you open up a card, and it's, like, these progressive, like, uh, thresholds that you hit throughout this journey over three days and I'm like oh this will be interesting cool <laughs> you know I'm, I'm fully expecting because it's in Vegas then I'm gonna get there this backpack's gonna open and it's gonna be like oh stripper stripper gram nice you know what I mean like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a party. it wasn't, wasn't a party at all uh, it was get on a bus hour and 45 minutes into the desert uh, to this compound you can't see anything for miles all around it you go to this compound feels like a cult well, because it is, they put you in in these rooms with other dudes on bunk beds, and then these uh, then these women come in in the morning at like five thirty. You know those women I was talking about, the bench pressers, buzz cuts. Yeah, yeah. Those two, they came in, yell at you, get up, get down, time for breakfast. And you're like, oh, is that what this is going to be? Great, because nobody tells you until you're there. It's too late. And I was asking, they're just like, don't ask, it'll be good for you. I'm like, okay. Anyway, I, I watched people just get ripped apart from morning till night for a couple of days. And then I was like, ah, I can't take this anymore. I really, if this is what, if this is what being a leader is, this with having a big corporate business is, I don't even want this. And so I, I stood up in front of like 50 people and I was like, I've, I've talked to a lot of you. Uh, you guys all work for people. And if, it, if your employers want you to go through this, you might want to reconsider who you work for. But me, and the whole time I'm talking, they're like, sit down. Sit down. I'm like, shut up. And then I got escorted out by the biggest human being. Like, he didn't even look human. No <laughs> neck. Bald head. Yeah. Tattoo. He just comes over to me and he's like, time to go. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Where do you want me to go? <laughs> Show me the door. I'm out of here.
Dude, Holy. brings me to my room, brings me to my room, makes me pack up my stuff, and then brings me to the front door of the building, past the, past the receptionist, opens the door and goes, bye. And I'm like, okay, is that my car? My phone's, my phone's not charged because they had barking at me till like midnight the night before and then woke me up at five in the morning. I don't even have a charged phone. I luckily had an iPad with a SIM card and I walk up on this hill and managed to get a hold of my wife. Six hours, six hours I spent in the desert trying to get a car, two different taxis canceled on me, costing 650 American dollars to get this guy in a minivan with a, like different colored doors to pick me up. And as I'm driving away, I'm like, Wow, I'm sleep deprived and I'm an idiot because I'm in near Vegas for six fifty American. I could have spent another couple hundred bucks and gone out in a helicopter. You know, just go dip down, grab me. I could leave the compound. Like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> but instead, I was the guy that like left in the minivan with miscolored doors and like almost slept in the desert. And anyway, so my plane ride back, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. So I came no back kidding me. That's, that's horrible. I've never yeah. heard of anything like that. It was fun. That's like shock horror treatment. To, and the, to make you a better business leader, that was the plan? Yeah, to make to make you a to make you a leader. And I think I think the process behind it is and I got I I, I was like, I hope that's not what they're doing. But then I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what the hell you guys are doing. The idea is you break people down, take them out of their comfort zones, and you break them down to, you know, make them perform outside of their comfort zone. And I get it and develop these relationships. And it's like these – it's just a mind fuck somebody. And I was just like, oh, I think that there's better ways to build teams and to lead other people, you know, to connect with people and, and, and find out what really motivates them to find out what they need as affirmation to do better. You know, and it's a big part of being a business owner is finding ways to incentivize guys past money. Well, money doesn't work, man. I mean, we know it doesn't that. work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. Money, money's not a motivator. It's, it's a great thank you at the end of the day. But if you want to find real motivators for guys, don't, I mean, I, I, I went down that path. Oh, let's give them more money. Let's give them a raise. Come on, man. Money, we yeah. just find another way to spend it. Yeah. Well, look at professional athletes, right? Those guys make mil like millions and millions. are like, yeah, I'm out of here. This place sucks. Like, dude, <laughs> we just paid you $8 million last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, so, so that, that's been a big thing. And I told you one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, <clears throat> kind of labor issues. But it's funny, we, we, we organically started talking about that guy with that LinkedIn ad where it's like, oh, we'll give you $5,000 signing bonus. And I mean, how many guys are companies, decent companies, going to lose to those dog and pony tricks? Guys are going to get disgruntled and they're going to go, shit, they're going to turn to their wives. You know, I could get. I get $10,000 in tools right now. If I just go over here and these guys are going to give me a $5,000 signing bonus, we can catch up on our bills. Uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, those tactics, though, are going to make it even more scarce to be able to find guys in this industry. And so we've, we've and then the big dogs, you know, the Reliances and the Entercares and those, those big companies, they've got recruiting strategies that are mind-boggling and they've got entire teams looking to to you know poach good employees 
So, I mean, if, if the idea is, you know, part of our strategy to bring employees in or grow a business is that we got to bring them in and train them. Well, I think we need to be working on really effective strategy to be able to retain them once we train them. And so for small businesses, what are some cool employee retention tools that people are using? That's really what I'm looking for right now is, you know, what are other people using as employee retention tools? Man, you're, so (laughs) you're asking the wrong guy. We did. What's that? My back? You you cut out. You just said, all you said was you, and then I'm going to, I'm just going to assume that it was something really nice and flattering that you put in there. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) You, what I I did say is you asked the wrong guy. We tried, when I had 18 guys at one time, including office staff. And everybody, I gave, I gave everybody a gym membership to use as often as they wanted. We, um, uh, if it was your birthday, we paid for your birthday. Nice. Don't come into work. Just full pay. Have a great day. We did, um, uh, if you went on call, I paid you a minimum of three hours, no matter what. And paid you 100 150 bucks for the weekend that you worked. If, even if you didn't get a call, I would pay you 150 bucks just to, to, to cancel your plans for the weekend. <clears throat> Uh, we tried tried everything I could. And it was, for the most part, it was a merry-go-round. Still, Do you know what? You know what? When it, when I hear you say that, and I talk to a lot of business owners about this because I'm like super like, I want to find the answers, and I and the only place to find them is just by picking brains of guys like you. That you know, if you've been there, man, you've been there for a long time. Your boots on the ground. You've tried different solutions. And when I hear those, I'm like, all of those things are monetary. Like, oh, I give you a bonus of this, right. I give you this, I give you that, I give you that. Because we don't, because it's like, okay, well, if we really pick it apart, though, and we go, well, what drives people? Is it money? And you know, if, we, if we set money aside, we say, try and come up with something that is not money-driven. I'll give you an example. It's like one small thing that I used in the past that worked really well was um, this, uh, this software called Review Buds. And what it was designed for is to get reviews for your for your company. But what I liked about it was this little section that they had that allowed you to create profiles for your individual employees. So I brought in a professional photographer and we did like photos of each one of the guys. And then we built these portfolios for them. And so instead of my company getting reviews, it was my clients giving reviews to my employees but my company also got a review but it, it tagged them into it and so what it did is it started to give them a status they got points for the yeah, review yeah. and their, yeah. their, their points i turned into monetary value but what i did is i set up a store where technicians newer technicians on the lower point levels could buy trade that in for tools so they could buy tools but if you hit rock star status with my company and it was like x amount of reviews which everybody is obtainable uh i'd pay for your vacation for you and your wife but it wasn't it wasn't those things that people were really driven by it was this sense of affirmation from everybody else that 
hey, I'm doing a great job. I'm recognized. I'm, that I've seen took a lot of traction. And that guys didn't want to leave the company in part because they've developed a reputation at that business. I, I see that. Like, yeah. I did, feel like did it work? Did it work? It did. It did. Um, I would say, was it 100% effective? No. I mean, it was it was a, a, a piece of a pie that needs to be solved. You know, it's a piece of an equation. And I think that if, if we can find more of those things, that that's going to help protect the smaller contractors in the future. If we, you know, as business owners, if we don't develop those skills, we're just going to get eaten alive. I mean, look, we, we were talking about reliance. Um, I don't even think that most business owners can even fathom how much market share that company has taken in every market that it goes to. I mean, a few years ago, they were sold for like four point something billion billion dollars. Yeah. You know, these companies are, are highly focused on rental and finance money. I don't know if they do. Do they do rental out where you are now? Uh, they have just, like, it's just been a new introduction in the last year, I would say. Or, like, don't pay for five years. And to me, you say, I'm like, how in the hell do you do that? You put in a new furnace and a hot water tank and say, your first $10 comes out next year. Have a nice day. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Yeah. yeah. And they love it. Because that's, that's long-term strategy. They know how profitable that is. Once it's in, once you're locked onto that rental program, they have the stats on how many people just continue paying for it for infinity. They just pay and pay and pay. It's MasterCard, right? You max out your card. You pay your $200 a month on your $6,000 balance or whatever it is. And MasterCard just... Yep. Thank you. Eats it up. They yeah, love it, man. Yeah, they love it. Look at look at we, <clears throat> my big fear. Ten years ago, when I started to see all these big finance companies start to buy into our industry, you know, when I started to see Reliance really start to make an impact, I was like, "Oof!" I'm watching that company buy large heating and air conditioning businesses, and I'm just like, "They're going to make some big moves." And sure enough, they did. I mean, we're talking a radio budget just in the GTA was a million dollars. I mean, those are some deep pockets. How do you compete with that? But they, what they really did is they, they created a model that works, that's profitable, that all of these hedge funds started getting together and going, hey, this home service industry stuff is friggin' lucrative. Let's yeah. jump in. Let's buy up some heating companies. And so you see these conglomerates of, of you know, six or seven once upon a time, small town heating companies that are now run by this umbrella. And they yeah. have killer processes and procedures. They have incredible buying power and they have, uh, you know, astonishing marketing teams. And so I'm saying we are very rapidly losing our mom and pop shops and our small businesses to finance companies. I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Mm. Um, and I, like you said, I don't even know, like I obviously don't have a really good answer to that other than, you know, and probably like you, we don't do a whole lot of residential. Um, most of ours, it's like I've said before, sort of the commercial angle. So we, we deal, I don't know who we have out there. We deal, we, like we fight 
our territory fights are with Ainsworth. You have Ainsworth out there? Yeah, yeah. And uh, a couple other of those type of guys where they're like sort of the same model, but they're like, their attractiveness is you can call us for anything and it's one, one number and one bill. You know what I mean? We'll look after it all. And we have fought those guys off for probably a decade and defended our territory. Frankly, most mostly based on my personality and my relationship with my with our vendors, right? Like our our, our clients. They want to they want Bob to show up and fix their stuff, not some random number dude that they don't know or have a relationship with, right? So you don't you don't get into much tender stuff. You're mostly relationship based. Yeah. I, I won't lie to you. I haven't signed a contract for in probably five or six years. Wow. It's all, it's all, which is both, you know, it makes me feel good, but it's a bit uh, trepidatious because, I mean, they could phone you tomorrow and say, yeah, we're off. Right? Sure. Yeah. We've signed, we've signed with Ainsworth or we've signed with... Uh, what's another one that's out here? I can't think of the top of my head, but there's there's only a, it's like Reliance. There's only one or two that are sort of nationwide right. that that provide those type of services. So, well, I mean, um, Enter Entercare does. Um, oh yeah, large large commercial stuff. Yeah. I think all those businesses will step in when the time comes. I mean, you, you asked a few years ago, oh, Reliance, they don't, they don't do plumbing. It's a home service business. Of course, they're, they're going to jump in and do, pl they do plumbing now, and then they are going to move into commercial, and they'll move. They do the same yeah. thing. They'll do the same thing. And that's the thing, man. I, I, I love the, the relationship-based business model. And I think that's kind of where I am. Is that I say, I obviously don't have the pedigree that you have. You've got uh, you've got quite the the history. And I mean, guys go up against you. I see I see guys try and get into it with you on like LinkedIn and stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> everybody, you know, everybody's got to beef about something. But I mean, I won't lie to you. It's um, when I when we talk. about about it with my boys like this is like this relationship thing is the card that we have for sure right? is. for sure I is. mean oranges are oranges plumbing is plumbing yeah, right yeah. cleaning a toilet is is anybody can do it any plumber can do it any any HVAC guy can install air conditioning so why are they calling us it's because they want to talk uh, to the Baker boys did I just lose you uh oh, I did not do anything. <laughs> Might have kicked you out because we're. Uh... Anyway, come back, Eric. If I kicked you out, sorry about that. Um, what was I saying? Um. Yeah. Let me just say here. I honestly, um, I haven't done a, haven't signed a contract in five or six years now, and probably won't ever. And like I was saying with the boys, um, I, I do remember growing up as a kid. It was when I would show up at a job, it would be, uh, "Where's, uh, where's Jerry? Why are you here?" 
was going to invite um, Aaron back. Oh, I can. There he is. The problem with contracts, like you say, there, big man, is is uh, you got to have a you got to have a lawyer back. Those up. Oh, he's back. What's up, buddy? Oh, what happened there? Sorry, man. I, uh, I thought I got cut. <laughs> the time limit, man. They're like, it's out. It's out. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, saying, though. Sorry, buddy. Anyway, the only, the only, I was just, I'll just finish my thought. The only time that I've ever gone to court, which, and I've gone to court a fair bit, is, um, is when there's a contract involved. Really? When they, yeah. It's the only time where, you know, you look at uh, section two, subclause six, itemized A dash double ones. I'm like, no, that means this. I'm like, no, this means that. So I'm like, well, I'm not doing what you think I you think I should because it doesn't mean that. And then you get the lawyers involved, and sixty thousand dollars later, it's the lawyers get paid. Nobody else does. Yeah, I've never I've never gone to court for uh, for anything <clears throat> related to HVAC or plumbing. Never, never, never had to take somebody to court. Really? Yeah, you used to have, yeah, used to have a collection. Well, I used to have a collection agency that um, that worked pretty hard for us. But they, I mean, they stick it to you. You, you feel like you might as well have given it to the lawyers because they're like, oh, well, you know, 20 percent after this amount of time and thirty percent after this amount of time. We, I'm like, so wait, the longer you stretch this out, the more money you make. Come on now, collect uh -huh. my money. Yeah, but uh, I think. Con contracts for me, uh, I mean, as much as I'd love to just ride without them, um, I feel like what it does, and just the way I do my proposals, it's like an expectation setting thing where I make them sign off on like a whole whack load of terms and conditions. Like you're going to provide me parking, initial here, you're going to do this, initial there. These are my, you're going to agree to my payment terms and my project management schedule and so on and so forth. And they just have to digitally like, initial each little thing so it's like the sense of accountability it's kind of some people Does that, like, do you find that that gives you i don't know how else to say this gives you validity in a market like toronto like because toronto and calgary are not like we're we consider ourselves a big city but we're not like we're just not <laughs> you know what i mean and so i'd love, I'd love to be out there man come on up yeah, yeah, I'd love to sell that two million pad of yours and come out of here. Yeah, anyway. so do you think I mean, that? I mean, is that part of your reasoning behind it to be like, listen, we're legit? Here's all my digital paperwork. Does, do you think that gives you sort of that look? Uh, well, no, I, I think it's out okay. If what you're asking is, um does my sales presentation and process separate and differentiate me from the most of the guys out there? Yes. Yeah, it does a thousand percent. I listen, I did a contract for a guy. Uh, we're building a house, uh, 18,000 square foot monster, two hours and 45 minutes away from my house. So my wife is not thrilled about it. And we were there, there all winter, just on and off. <laughs> anyway, the contractor that's building this massive place, he does he does 120 million a year in, in business in toronto he's a he's a big boy big big boy a lot of work and we sent him our proposal and we're little and we're nobody 
I could do nothing. Um, but I take my time to make sure that my proposals are very thorough and they have embedded video and that they have photos and they're, you know, detailed. And so, yeah, so, so I use actual proposal software and, um, Using proposal software definitely gives me the competitive edge. Guy comes back to us and says, um, "That's the best proposal I've ever." He goes, "I I have teams of of guys that that bid jobs all day." He goes, uh, "And we take bids from guys." He goes, "I own I own thirteen companies." He goes, "I've never seen anything like that. That is an incredible proposal." And uh, and then he went on for months to complain that we were, our price was too high. But <laughs> isn't that always the case, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what your price is; it's always too high. Like it's always. just it's just the business, right? Yeah. So so my, so, so my my advice to people that are counting that often, I get that. Oh, oh, how do you how do you make more money? Uh, just price it so you think it's really high. So when they tell you it's really high, go. Oh, you know what? You're right. That that is really high. Now we can do something about it. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. I learned from a couple of contractors that I used to work for that have since retired. They would they would reject the first the first one, no matter what it was. Like they would just be like, "Whatever your number was," they're like, "No, it's too high." Too high. No matter what, I'm yeah, like, "You're yeah. your dicks!" Like they wouldn't even look <laughs> at it. Crazy. That's crazy. Like it was back in the day when fax everybody faxed stuff, right? So you'd fax yeah. your your quote through and he would write back in big letters too high and send it back. Wow. And the guy would be like, ah, okay, let me work on it. You know, yeah, yeah. Get 15% cheaper. Be like, okay, cool. Wow. Well, it's still a bit high. We'll, you know, we'll find some place to cut some stuff, but let's go for it. Type of thing. <laughs> Do you know what? Some guys, some guys just like the game, the negotiation, the back. Ah, let's do it. I don't even think they didn't even know what the job is going to cost a lot of time, right? Most of them don't, right? They're like, well, our budget is, well, like you said, if you're doing an 18,000 square foot house, my budget's, uh, you know, five and a half million dollars to build this whole thing. Send out the bids and, and see what it comes back at, right? Right. Whatever he's, whatever he's earmarked. Uh, as for Cat to build that place, but comes under that, then he's then he's he's happy with that. Yeah, he's sliding in around fifteen. It's gonna be fifteen million. Yeah, but he's like cladded with five inch granite stone as a thing. The guy's like it's it's, it's so next level. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it. Uh, it's been a long time since we did anything that bit. We. Did some work for a ga for a family that had a thirty-two thousand square foot house, all old carpets. Like they were super old school. Everything was oak interior. It was insane, insane. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. The amount yeah. of money yeah. that was out there is. <laughs> We've I've learned I've learned over my career there are people that are uh, rich people that are well off and there's people that are wealthy and those differences are vast vast bro vast yeah it is it is big time you know that's that's probably one of the things that i talk about with guys on dms most uh, because guys are constantly like oh where do you find the clients that'll pay for that all the time all the time and boiler work and to, and uh and i, I hit them with the same thing 
we always want to we always want to spend more money on marketing and we want to spend more money on buying the tools and the trucks and the training and going to the seminars but we never want to take time to work on the one area that is the lowest hanging fruit and right in front of our face which is the proposals that we do 100% like i heard a stat years ago when i started doing hvac sales um like years years ago they um Somebody said to me in this training thing, the average, the average plumbing and HVAC contractor closes 33% of their jobs. 33% of the average closing ratio. And the average homeowner is getting three estimates. And I went, hold on, wait a second. Hold on. That's pretty good numbers to say that we're all exactly the same and nobody's really doing anything different. Yeah. And, and it's that mentality that's got me consistently obsessed with picking apart the processes that we use to close the jobs. And I think that in today's landscape where people don't want that, uh, hey, slick rick crap, here to sign on the dotted line. Yes, I got them to buy a new whatever the hell. Uh, that, yeah. stuff that stuff doesn't fly. And so in today's landscape, you know, homeowners, you put yourself in their shoes, right? Or you know, a business owner, a contractor, or a building manager. People want to make decisions at their own leisure. They have information. They want to be able to sit down in front of their computer or their phone and find that information. And they want to make that decision to buy on their own time. And so I said, well, we just need really effective material to be able to convey our elevator pitch. You know, what's why, why use us? Why are we great? And then give them not only all of the information that they need packaged nicely, but then give them options. You know, people always say, oh, give them good, better, best stuff. No, but really give them options, like a menu that they can just click through what they want in their own accord, or they'll go and find it from somebody else. Or they'll Google it. Google it. Right? <laughs> I mean, they're going to do it anyway. No, 100%, man. I just did, so, I did, a, I did a quote not too long ago for uh, for a client, and he's, <clears throat> I did the proposal and came back to him, and he went, are you out of your mind? And I went, what? He said, hey, you're, you're, you're $90,000. He goes, and, and the, uh, the other two bids that I have are 27 and 33. And I said, yeah, yeah, I would be very nervous of 27 and 33. I'm sure you'll get exactly what they say they're going to give you. But I would do yeah. a little bit more research. And, and sure enough, and it's those conversations. So when I, see, when I hear guys going, oh, where do you find those clients? I'm like, I don't have magic clients. Maybe they have the same clients you have. I just approach them differently. Yeah. So that's, why, that's why I'm interested in the, the relationship-based selling that you do. And you're, you're not the only guy recently to tell me, oh, I, I don't even really have a contract. People just call me and I just do the work and then send them a bill. That business model is like appealing to me. I want to know what makes that tick. Are you like out shaking hands with guys? We... And so you're, I mean, you said it 15 minutes ago. I mean, I have long standing relationships with people that I've worked for for 25 years now, right? Where nice. I walk into their restaurant or their, or their hotel or their um, community center, arena, whatever the case it is, and say, I want to be your plumber. And 25 years later, I'm still their plumber. You know what I mean? Nice. But we are in those facilities, whether we're called to be there or not, every week. So I, I, 
drive around to those and make a stop and just how are things? What's going on? Everything cool? Oh, and we, you know, we have those. Basically, the conversation we're having right now with my clientele about whatever the hell is going on in the world. So there's lots to talk about at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, so yeah, you're, it's literally you're building and maintaining those relationships so that they know that you're not just uh, um, a paycheck, but you're, you know, uh, you're friends at the end of the day. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and part of your, you know, a business circle, I guess. I don't know how else to say that. But you must have uh, in your own world those type of clients that just phone you out of the blue and say, we want Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show up yeah, we've got our stuff. We've got, a, we've got our buddies, we call them, you know. That's it. I mean, your client, the clients that become friends, and I mean, right now, uh, my business is relatively new. I mean, we're we're less than a year old, yeah. uh, because I just didn't want to do this for. I tell you, man, I, I uh, when I when I sold AccuServe, I think like 2018 or mid 18, I uh, I was going to go and do manufacturer sales. I was like, yeah, that'd be good for me, man. I like, I think I I like I like I like going around and flying, right, after, drinking beers after and, your. After your cult experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, I don't want to be the boss. I'll be a minion. Set it up. Let's go. And I thought, you know, uh, sale, I thought sales would be a good thing for me. Just kind of manufacture, just focus on that part in and out. And, uh, man, it's hard. You, you I mean, we talk to sales, like the salespeople from the other side all day. I mean, I'm sure you do. Your distributors, your manufacturer reps, and, and they love you. And they love me. And they're my best buddies. And then when you're not running a business anymore and you're on the other side of the fence sitting behind a desk, uh, hey, I want that interview, those relationships change real quick, man. I don't doubt it. They change yeah. real quick. I, I went to 50, 50, 5 zero interviews. 50. Yeah. Yeah. When, and nobody hired you? No. No, I, as it turns out, I have a really bad personality. <laughs> no, you know what it is. That, that, that whole industry, our, our industry on that side, on the sales side, is very old school, man. Like, just a very old school. It's a pat on the back and a handshake, good old boys club. And, uh, and I had no interest in being in that. I also wanted a national role. So I wanted... Like, I, hey, take me and put me at the top out of nowhere because I don't want to be a minion, actually. And uh, and that was a tall ask for, and I knew that. I have a grade eight education. It's hard to sit in an interview and tell somebody, hey, I, I have the school of hard knocks and have done exceptionally well in business and understand this industry very well. It's the, because they don't, they don't value that. Most manufacturers- They don't recognize it, right? They don't, they don't even carry value. In fact, I've sat in interviews where, like, the first thing that was said was, okay, uh, Aaron, you know, tell us what you bring to the table other than your technical experience because that doesn't mean anything to us. Literally had that said to me. I was like, oh, yeah. No, I know. Which is super strange to be in a sales role and not care about – well, I, you may have seen it. We've talked to uh, uh, the NTI guy out here. And, yeah, yeah. 
couple other ones. And I love Travis because he's technical. Like, I don't want you to sell me something. I already bought it. So I'm, you know, I'm three levels deep into the code of this thing. And I don't know if I'm pressing the right arrow or the left arrow. Tell me what the hell I'm doing. For sure. For sure. And you know what? There's not, there's nothing worse. You, you start asking a sales rep, you're supposed to peddle this product. Who's supposed to sway me from one product to another. And you say, Oh great. What's its turndown ratio. And they go, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll reach out to the tech department, find that out for you. I'm like, that's a pretty I'll basic. I'll circle stuff. back on you on that one. Right? Yeah. 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 Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the fluffers come in, which is what we're trying to get rid of. But, and, and to be fair, I do, I do get a kick out of it because lots of them are used car salesmen. They're like, this is, look at this thing. What, what's that mean where they, like, they slap the car and they're like, dude, you'll get like 60 miles to the gallon out of this thing. <laughs> How long do the tires last? Oh, yeah. don't, don't worry about that. You don't no, worry about the tires. Tires are fine. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, definitely some characters in the in the sales side, and the manufacturer rep side. But there's some good guys, man. There's some there's some solid guys it's out there. Solid, solid people. It's like yeah, anything. Yeah, there are more, there are morons. I mean, and I'll say that's about the trade. There are people that I work with or you know compete against that I think are absolute morons. Like, oh, I don't, oh, you don't. I don't say. know how you guys. I don't know how you guys make any money because everything you do is retarded. Do you know what? It's cra it's crazy though. There's so many of them doing that. I feel like maybe they make more money than we do. I don't know. Just bang up that... stupid shit all day. Just do stupid shit all day. Charge people and run for the hills. It's appealing. Well, Sounds good. So there's a company in this in the, that we can compete against in the residential market. I won't say his name because I'll probably get sued, but he's on his fourth company. Like he's gone bankrupt three times. Nice. Yeah. That's, not, that's not easy to do, man. That guy put some work into that shit. Yeah, man. Like he ain't messing yeah. around. Nice. And so I, my accountant, who's a dick, I, I show up, I had out my papers, and he's like, hey, I had, I had company XYZ in here to look at giving me a tank bus. I'm like, the hell's wrong with you anyway so i give him a hard time he's like relax relax here's the quote so to install one tankless navian heater guess what he was what the quote was you guess what the quote was okay out there i would say i don't know 3500 bucks eighteen thousand dollars pardon yeah $18,000 no. to pull out no. his hot no. water tank and install a Navian. And the, the hot water tank was a direct vent. And so it already had the piping in it. Eighteen grand. Come on. I'm like, who bought, who, who is he selling to? And he had, you know, the guy that was there was some, I mean, he was basically a second year plumber, you know, sort of green behind the ears. He's like, oh, no. This is this is uh, this is a quality product. You'll never have any issues with it. We will have to make you sign the maintenance program so that we can make sure it runs top notch. Which was another seven hundred dollars a year. Come on, 
Okay, and you, you, you know what's funny right now? No, no, you know what's funny right now? You know what's insane? You and I are looking back at each other right now going, wow, these idiots. Wow, what a bunch of jerk-offs. Uh, <laughs> and they're sitting there counting their money going, look at those two fucking bearded monkeys. Like, yeah, oh, man. Yes. Oh, yeah, bro, that's a lot of money. But that's the, that's the thing. Is, I mean, I guess if you're just into it for the money, and that's all that matters to you, well. Then, which is, on some level, it does. You just said it, though. No, no, it's like, like it's money doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't no. provide any. It doesn't provide any motivation. No to your employees. No why does it? Yeah. Why does it? It doesn't provide any motivation for me. Like I need yeah. money. You do. As a business owner, it's a lot easier to run a good business with a healthy budget. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. $18,000 tank this water heaters is a pretty healthy. Listen, did, did, did you say that? Is he still in the market for a water heater? Because I'll do it for 17 buddy. I'll fly. <laughs> I did laugh. I'm like, dude. You're like, you're like you dummy. I'll give you, a, I'll give you two grand off and I'll do it for you, man. Yeah. I, unfortunately, unfortunately, I did not, because I know him really well, I didn't have the poker faith at all. I was like, holy hell. That's insane. If I was smart, I'd have been like, oh, dude, he's gouging you by like 700 bucks, man. I'll do it for, for you know, 17 two. <laughs> but then you got to sign my maintenance plan that's 1400 <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's a lot. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there are, there are, are there, like, those, those type of guys want to work for everybody in town once. That's the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like they they have no repeat business. No, because soon as that soon as that gets out, like you're right, he's at home count is eighteen thousand dollars. But soon as Gary tells Steve the neighbor that he got his for eighteen thousand dollars, and he's like, "The hell, I just got mine done for four grand." Yeah, and then it <laughs> all hits the fan, right? It's crazy, man. That's I guess that's the opposite side of the spectrum that I'm usually up against. Usually I'm telling guys, oh, guys, stop cutting yourself short. Like, bring our prices up as an industry. If we could I'm, increase our yeah. prices, we would be we would be great, a great industry to be in. But we, we kill each other. And I don't know if it's the same out there. Like, it's like a race to the bottom. Everyone wants to do it cheaper. Uh, and a hard time conveying value. This is rare for me. Do you guys get a lot of price gouging stuff out there? Uh, I won't lie to you. COVID has kind of killed that. Because lots yeah. of guys didn't make it. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. No, we... I Personally, I know at least a dozen operators that didn't make it through COVID. Really? That are now unemployed. Uh, either A couple of them are working for Reliance. Uh, obviously, obviously. Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe Reliance created COVID to put these businesses out of business. <laughs> Joel, well, there's me, a conspiracy me, theory I can get behind. Let me make, make let me make this clear. Um, Reliance, that was a joke. I was kidding. I don't want to get a cease and desist letter this week. Thank you, though. Oh. Are you like do you, uh, do you bump heads with those guys at all? I really. I, for men, I bump heads with everybody, but I think with uh, with them, with any big 
corporate business like that that's not doing incredibly high quality work when i'm house after house after house and i see that you put a rental water heater and didn't put mixing valves even though that's our code requirements here uh, yeah. uh, i mean you're charging the rental fee uh if you're if you're going into house after house and you're just seeing this low standard of, of workmanship and they're making tons of money there's no reason for it yeah there's no reason so it's not it's not condensed to them I think there's lots of companies like that, you know, I think that they're more focused on convenience than quality. It is yeah. that's their, their place in the market. You know, you call them, they're there and they'll get your install done the next day. Yeah. I think, uh, somebody just asked where your goats are, man. And I, I got to say, I'm, I'm equally curious. Let's see this thing. Let's see. Let's, shall we go see them? So find them. We want to see them, man. Go chase a goat. <laughs> I feel like that's an insult. <laughs> no, no internet in the goat field. Did I lose you? A little bit. Sorry. Right. Let me, uh, very majestic the angle there. The sun beaming down on you. Like, holy God, godly. That's right, baby. You know what? Yeah. My chickens are out. <laughs> hey! Chase a chicken. Uh, see? Uh, there's a chicken. Buddy, you live the life. Look at that. There's the goats. There's wow, one of the goats. Man, look, at, look at that property. Crazy. There's my, there's my, there's my babies right there. <laughs> I seen a video of a goat standing upright, walking around on your feed. Was that your goat? No, okay. <laughs> that was off the that was off the internet. It scared the hell out of me. I'm like, Is this that dude? He's the world's biggest pussy. Um, he looks mean, but he he's a he's a serious chicken. I got to ask him what 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 a goat like. What do you have a goat for? What did they do? I don't know. I don't know a farmer. Uh, I, honestly, we got them because my kids needed a job. And so oh. every morning they came down and fed the goats and collect all the chicken eggs. So the goats are like pets. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, I have a freezer, uh, I have a freezer full of goat meat. Have you ever had goat meat? Oh, no, no. So you eat those things. <laughs> we have well so i have a freezer full of goat meat but nobody will eat them because the meat's so bad and i don't know how to cook it oh no no you know what i have had goat Ro goat roti oh yeah yeah so apparently you've got to like just soak it in in curry that's that's well everybody's like dude i got a perfect goat recipe take like a liter of vodka and soak it for for a week and then add a bunch of curry to it and it's delicious i'm like listen man i'm not trying to get drunk i have, off I, have my goat. Best, I have the best recipe for goat you do is you, you take the goat you, you mix it up and then you replace it with some beef right. <laughs> tastes, tastes perfect tastes perfect <laughs> anyway that's cool man you at the barn we I finally made it to the barn. Should we like officially do this in the barn? There we go, Jeez. man.
Wow, it's actually a barn. That's wild. Yeah, I should give you the the barn. Wow. Yeah, man. No, no false advertising here, man. Dude, that is a badass man cave. I know. Wow. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm look not going to lie to you. Look at your man cave and, and then look at me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put my backpack up here and that'll be like my, my, my little bit of branding for the industry. Look at this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> What's all that? That's, uh, that's the uh, cardio center. Holy cow, man. Yeah. They're working on your fitness. Take all my boys. Yep. Wow. Wow. Just keeps yeah. going, eh? Yeah. No, we had a lot. That's what we did over COVID. When uh, you, you do trade shows in there. I could. Perfect. <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me get you freaking legit here. Uh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. Look at that. Oh. I thought you were going to get some weights. Show us, show us how you work out. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's uh that's a that's like an OnlyFans uh a request. <laughs> the ladies, the ladies pay extra for that. So. Ooh, so wait, so the, guy, the guys get a discount? No. No, I said no. I said uh, the ladies uh, pay. The ladies pay for that privilege. There's no dudes going on. Crazy. Nah, nah. Are you? That's not the dude cafe there. Anyway. Yeah. You're how far from your average job? How far out do you drive? Because it's fields there, man. Yeah. So uh, it takes me, I'm 10K from town, from Calgary, just southwest. So. It's uh, it's a, I mean, it's a thirty-minute commute anywhere we want to go. It's just, really? just sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Must be nice. Yeah, I mean, we're not going. Well, that's. I mean, we do do some stuff a couple hours away. Blah blah blah. But everybody pays for that privilege. To be honest with you. Yeah, well, that's good, man. They should. We do. Uh, we do Toronto. Uh, a little more than I'd like, but and 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 looks like we're going to be doing a lot more in the future here. But we get in our vehicles and start heading to Toronto. And some mornings it's forty-five minutes, and then some mornings it's two hours, fifteen minutes before you're at your job. You're like, nice. And then you're two hours home, and there you go, four, four and a half hours of your day just sitting there looking at friggin' brake lights in front of you. I drive you nuts. I don't know how people. I don't do know it. how. I don't know how. Like you said, that's the that's the big city thing, right? Like, if we have if we have rush hour here, I'm forty five minutes at most. You know what I mean? Which pisses yeah. me off because that's way longer than it should be. I can't imagine spending two and a half hours. Forty five minutes. 
Oh, man, I'm gonna, you're going to have to section out a little corner of that barn there. I'm going to come work out there, man. <laughs> uh, and then Ontario is a pain. It's funny, uh, HPAC there just asked, do you factor in gas prices mm -hmm. in your charge out calls? And I'm just like, gas prices are so, not that we can sit here and talk about gas prices, but if they're so crazy right now, I don't even know how to factor them into the future of our business. Like, I don't even know what to do. I'm like, look at these jobs that we just quoted that are an hour away and now our fuel costs have doubled like just it, it's an, it's insane how are we going to charge for this and there's going to be so many guys in the industry that don't adjust their pricing and they're going to get a ton of work out of it and you know we might have to sit on the sidelines for a little while you know you you, you take a job and then put three thousand dollars worth of fuel costs on it four thousand dollars just in fuel costs on it you you price yourself out real quick no it's uh it's going to be an interesting um time like we are so it's super like everybody's because of the way things are everybody's freaking out about pricing right you yeah. see a new line item on your bill you're getting a phone call from that client right yeah and so you know, without letting out too many secrets, I guess, you know, one of the things that we learned from the restaurant side of things is they're like, we'll, we won't raise our prices, but we're going to alter our portions. You know what I mean? So you're like, hmm. if, if you go to the bar, instead of getting a pound of wings, you're not getting, you're not getting 12 wings anymore. You're getting nine, but the price is the same. Interesting. Right? And so, you know, We've we've added um, some you know, like shop supplies into our um, into our billing to say, oh yeah, we're whatever that is, like a thirty five dollars shop supply charge onto a onto a job that basically, which is basically our our fuel charge. Yeah, great, um, uh, interesting. Interesting. Approach. Oh. Or you could literally just do the same thing as the wings and just be like, you know what? I charge you the same amount of money, but instead of driving all the way there, I'll just come three quarters of the way. <laughs> you should try that tomorrow and see how that works out. See, let me know, man. I'm here. <laughs> I've driven as far as I can go, man. <laughs> uh, no, we, we did have... Uh, we had a, a vac truck out to do a job the other day, and he literally—it was a paragraph. Uh, we apologize for for adding fuel costs to this, but it's because of what's going on. We are, and here's an extra forty-two bucks. Okay, let me ask you: How much was your vac truck? How long did you have them for? Well, so that's which it does bug me a bit because there's three-hour minimum, right? Okay. And he was on site for forty-five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's an hour and a half to the job, and then of course they have to go do their disposal, right? So yeah, yeah. it's an hour and a half after. So mm -hmm. they're like it's a three hour minimum. If we're there for fifteen minutes or three hours, that's what you're you're paying for. Yeah. So we had a guy, we had a back truck last week, and uh, I thought, yeah, two hours, man. We were going freaking eight feet. Like long, I'm four feet down. I cut some concrete and get it out of the way for them. I'm like, they'll be here for two hours, three hour minimum. I'm like, have them there at ten. And so the, they show up at nine, 
I'm just sitting there. You know, the, the fuckers. They're sitting, just sitting in the truck. I'm like, you guys aren't supposed to be here yet. They're like, no, it's okay. I'm like, yeah. Being down, there's like, <laughs> we'll see when I get the bill if it's okay. Anyway, they get, we're like 90% of the way there at like one o'clock, one thirty. I'm like, this is taking a long time. And they're like, ah, we're full. Got to go and got to go and empty this thing. And I'm like, so where do you guys go? And I named this place that's super close. And he goes, nah, boss won't let us do that. Too expensive. We got to drive out to, I was like, what? So it was like an hour drive versus like this, like eight minutes up the road because it's too expensive for them to dispose of it. And I'm like, Wait, but does that, I'm in my head. I'm thinking, but do, does that mean that I'm paying you to drive it out there because it's too expensive yes. for you to get rid of? Yes, you are. And so, yeah, it was. So, like, two disposal fees, three fifty each, and seven hundred bucks for disposals, and uh, and like eight hours of them just like Sucks playing away. around, just playing around. And then the kid at the end of it is like, "Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for not being too hard on me." And I was like, "What do you mean, buddy?" And he goes, "No, just because it's my first week and stuff." And he was like the operator, right? And I was like, "I thought maybe they're just really having a hard time, but this kid's first week." And I'm like, wow, this bill came in. It was like three grand. And I'm like, three grand. Dig a little little hole. Yeah, pricey. And did you, is that something you just pass the savings along? Yeah, yeah, with a little markup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to, right? You have to, man. That's business. That's how the world works, right? Sometimes. (laughs) I'm surprised, Mr. So did you tell the, the your age fat like do you have a relationship with them or no? Is it just somebody called out of the phone book and say show up and give them thing? The back truck, no, 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 the back truck, sorry, the back truck. But that that's how they work, man. I'm just wondering has 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 things really changed with, you know, gas prices and stuff? Are they like the wood industry right now where it's like, ooh, let's let's really take advantage of this. Again, I'm not a I'm not an expert. Uh, on wood supply, but and I don't know what stuff costs out there, man. But I was looking at a pressure treated two by six the other day, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? That yeah, that's ridiculous." Sixty-five bucks. It was insane, man. I bought sheets of plywood last week. They were and not good plywood, like garbage, and a hundred dollars yeah. a sheet, man. Yeah, hundred dollars. It's not, and it's not because. Like there's, there isn't a supply shortage. They just can't get it to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the lumber yard, we have a lumber yard, you know, 20K that way. And it's packed full of stuff. So hold on. So, okay. They can't get it to us. So then who is it that's taking the big check? That, that plywood was $33 like two years ago. 33 bucks. Now it's $100, $98. Who's taking that big chunk of money in between it coming from there to here and stuffing it in their pocket and going, yeah, that's because we, they can't get enough of it out here. I don't get uh, it. Well, that's what, I mean, that's what Royal's doing. Like you can't tell me that, that uh, <laughs> we could get political. I guess, you know, Ukraine, because Ukraine, which is a tiny little country in the middle of a vast continent, is yeah. causing all these problems. Like, go get bent. Like, there's not yeah, a, like we, we, if any, if we fall for that, we're the dumbest people on the planet, on no, the world, in the galaxy. Yeah, because we're looking right? at profit, profit, record profits from friggin' Shell and stuff. Like, yeah. come on. 
No, no. <laughs> what did they make last quarter? Like literally. Oh, I should fact check this, but I won't. Like eighteen billion dollars last quarter. Yeah, made. Lovely, right? Lovely. And here we are. Here we are as contractors, the the you know the little minions in the field. After all of these trickle effects of the pe people screwing us for gas and screwing us for wood and screwing us for screws, screws, man, screws, <laughs> yeah. We're really getting screwed. And it's like we're we're eating shit on all these materials and then the delays, like the actual delays where we can't get the product, so then we lose revenue because we can't get the job or can't finish the job or can't and we're we're getting hit with two and three and four times the supply costs. And what are we doing? We're uh we gotta put the job up twenty percent. Like we're just yeah. we're, we're eating crap, man. And it's funny. You, you, yeah, it's not funny. You're talking about all of these guys that didn't make it through COVID. Which at first I thought you meant didn't make it through COVID. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of guys in the HVAC industry and plumbing. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, they and made I, it. They just didn't I, make it. I caught on. I'm slow. But <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's that's it's no surprise. And I wonder what the landscape's going to look like in all of these uh, small businesses over the next year. It's, I, you know, it's interesting because we, we've actually gained clientele over COVID. You guys, we have more clients now than we did before. Really? Because people are, um, either lost their, lost their provider or, uh, are looking to make a change. Really? From, yeah. Yeah. So we, we, yeah. At the end of the day, it's, I don't, I'm going to, I'll just say it. We're better off because of COVID, which is a ridiculous thing to say. Interesting. <laughs> knowing, knowing how much damage COVID created for lots of people and lots of yeah. people that I know. But um, it's been good for you guys. It has been. Business wise, yeah. Uh, no, that's. I mean, you're not alone, man. There's lots of businesses that were positively affected by it. Lots of lots of trade businesses that boomed in Toronto. I mean, there's just there's so much building going on. There's I don't know. Like, is, is is there a lot of building going on where you guys are? So there, yeah, we're having a bit of a. I don't know exactly what's going on. I don't know where it's coming from, but we're literally in the midst. Of, we'll be doing eight new restaurants this year. That, and I'm like. All right, cool. Like we're happy to let's go, right? Nice, nice. nice. And uh, you know, we've sent out all our prices for it, and everybody's like, "Looks good, let's go." I'm like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, there's too much on the table." But <laughs> yeah, they have they have they have insight to what's going to happen to supply chains. Yeah, they lock yeah. lock lock your price, and that's why we put uh, uh, one of the terms and conditions in all of our contracts now. Uh, that the customer has to initial is that any effects that COVID or supply chain issues have uh, on our ability to do the job will be passed on to them. <laughs> so, and I, I'm shocked that people pay. I'm, so, I'm shocked that people sign it because it's so vague. It's so like so open-ended. You could make it anything, right? Hundred percent, man. I was like, if if you know this furnace doubles in price, you're paying it, not me. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I got stuck on some uh, some stuff hard last year. 
uh, we were doing net zero builds and I got dinged on some supply stuff that I was like, that's three friggin' times the price it was that you quoted me two months ago. Just wild. Now that our suppliers here, they won't even hold pricing for more than like friggin' 15 days. They're like, nope, no. Same with ours. Yeah, wild. Are they giving so, you rations for supplies too? What's that? Are they are they rationing your supplies? Like they were five sticks of ABS? They don't, not anymore. They were. Like yeah. it, was, it was even less than that. They're like, we, you can have one... You can have one of each size. I'm like, oh my fuck. What the hell? What do you mean one of each size? <laughs> you can I'm like, do okay, what about tomorrow? Right. Well, you'll Come have back. to go to a... Well, they're like, you'll have to go to another location. Because <laughs> I, I can't knowingly sell you the next day. And I'm like... So for like, we were doing a restaurant then. So I went to every... There's, you know, you guys have Wolseley's down there, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 they're everywhere. Yeah, so we, I would, there's whatever there are here, six of them. So I went to six different Wolseley's, uh, you know, two or three days and got the pipe I needed. And what, is the, and what does that cost? Like, I Not go through a tank of gas, so it cost me 300 bucks in gas to yeah, pick yeah, up my yeah. stupid materials. Yeah, yeah, right? your time, all sourcing it. Like, the pricing structure that we, we used to use it's it's out the window man like it's it's yeah. in a completely different landscape now and and one that i haven't solved either i mean i haven't solved it i'll be honest i'm i'm still like it's changing so much i'm like what do i do here i i, I i'm i've got an idea though and you gave it to me it's a really great idea and uh tankless water heaters for eighteen thousand dollars it solves everything <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how long that'll last, but uh, yeah. Just, I don't know how much business you're gonna get. You'll get one in each neighborhood, and then you'll be blackballed. Like one, no one will ever get. That's a dude that charged me twenty grand because it won't be eighteen. It, you know how the story all. You know exactly. It'll be yeah. It'll be twenty five thousand k by the time you're. Uh, uh, right. By the time okay. the next neighborhood hears about it. New plan then. We'll just make it 25000 I'll hit every neighborhood and then I'll shave. <laughs> There's a lot of neighborhoods in Toronto. Like you should yeah. be able to We're good, man. make some workouts. Uh, I, for the first time since we've been on here, I'm actually looking at the comments. Oh. And HPAC Magazine wants to know if we've gained clients from Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to know that too. Um, the answer is yes. Uh, does it, is it, uh, equal to the amount of time I put into that thing, into it? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. What's, um, your, what's, your, what's your goal with, uh, the social media thing? Uh, I, you know what? For me, because I, because I worked for my dad and then worked by myself and was always sort of the boss, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, as the boss and I'm, it's, I'm not, you know, uh, sad about it, but there's a, like, you're not buddies with very many of your employees, right? There's gotta be a separator there. Right. Ooh. Where, what's for Ooh. me? Anyway, Ooh. I'm just saying, you're a hard guy to work for, I can tell. I am <laughs> a hard guy to work friends. for. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was going to be cold-hearted about it, I would say, yeah. Like, we're like you can come to me with anything you want, and I'm ha I'm a listening ear, but we're like we're not going for beers. Like, I'll Ooh, go. It's work time. Right? Like, it's it's straight up work, and I'm I'm the boss, and this is what I need done, and whatever. Go and, and do so, it. It sounds like I'm whining, but it was a, it's a bit of a lonely life. You know what I mean? Like you're not like you're not really buddies with your competitors. You know how the trade is. You walk into the into the into the wholesale and everybody's like, "Hey man. Hey man." Like there isn't any sort of buddy shit going on there. As far as wild. in my life anyway. And so I've really frankly enjoyed it because it's given me the outlet to talk to people like you and uh and you know talk to george the plumber and have dinner with george the plumber and you, you know guys from all over the world and and have and talk about the trade where on, on lots of levels some of the guard is taken down you know what i mean where i'm not i don't feel like i'm revealing secrets that'll come back to bite me in the ass <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'll say this I've been screwed like I haven't gone to any you know cult meetings and, and whatever the hell you went to in Las Vegas but I and it's part of business I'm not it's, but I've been screwed so many times by people that on, that I invested some trust into you know what I mean you're like alright I trust you this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. And it blows up in my face. Like they use that as information to make my life more difficult. Interesting. Yeah. Hardened. That's a, yeah. that's a very, that's a very raw uh, <laughs> answer. And I'll tell you, it's not the answer I thought it would be. I think your personality type on social media paints, uh, I would say to me anyway, somebody that's uh, more parallel with my personality type. You say you go into a supplier. I go into a supplier. I'm probably that guy you don't like. I'm like, hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Who do you work for? <laughs> what are you guys doing today? Nice. Can I see in the back of your truck? Like, just, I, like, I want to buddy up. I do want to buddy up with my competitors. And I think the reason is, is because from an early age, uh, I stopped looking at blue-collar tradespeople as my competitors and started looking more at finance businesses and you know people that aren't in this industry people that are not the hard-working people doing the yeah. work I, I say you know what these guys they're not my competition man these guys need to be they need to be shoulder to shoulder with these guys because we're going to need them yeah so i think my, my my view on that's a little bit different i think my, my um view on social media and what i expect to get out of it is um, different than it was a few years ago. You know, a few years ago when I had uh, my heating company in, in Toronto, I I thousand percent did it for affirmation. It was a chest banging thing. It was like, oh, I'm going to put this like sexy install, this boiler that I just did. Now, everybody tell me how good it looks. You know, and I think a lot of guys, a lot of guys yeah. do that. Right? Uh, you know, that's why social media for trades is so, it's great, man. You get to like, go in there and whether it's posting your work for somebody else to comment on and give you praise or critique or 
like a lot of the guys that are getting there ripping other people's installs apart, looking for that affirmation of ha ha, I know and you don't. Um, I got bored of that. I was like, yeah, oh, on social media shit. I'm going to sit at home with my kids. And, you know, that was, yeah. my, my priorities were realigned for a while. And then it was funny. I was reading this article um, in Viega magazine. I didn't even know they had a magazine. Maybe they don't. Uh, it was just like some digital thing. <clears throat> and, uh, and I'm reading it. Literally just bored. I'm not even a big reader. And I see this article. And it's got a picture of Mike Flynn. Um, Flintstone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I follow this guy. What's up, dude? And I'm reading this article, and it says, "Oh, you're a really influential person on Instagram to so many people with a following of." And it was crazy. I was like, "Holy shit, he's got that many followers now!" I remember when yeah. this guy had like nothing. But um, like, who do you find influential? And no joke, like the from the first name. And the thing, and this is like a nine-month-old article that nobody ever referenced or showed me or something. I, I see my name in it, and it was like, "Whoa!" I am, and he's a like he's a great technician, a good good install, a great guy. And I and I, it just made the gears start turning, and I couldn't unread it. And I was like, "Wow, I made an impact on that guy." Uh, cool. And then you know, I was just I started posting a couple more things. And then guys started reaching out a lot, like, oh, hey, where were you? Where'd you go? And, so, and it was that thing in Miami that really opened up my eyes. We're sitting in the cigar bar. Man, I wish you had made it to that. You know, you had a I wish I had that. too. Absolutely. It was cool, man. But the, the guys that we were sitting with in this uh, cigar bar, I looked at them and I said, you guys put a lot of effort. You do, man. You put a ton of effort into social media. And it's not, I think people see it and they don't realize how much effort actually goes into it, whether you're natural at it like you or not. I mean, you put a lot of your time, you invest in it. And I'm like, so have any of you been able to substantially monetize your efforts in social media and, and sharing information with people and, you know, sharing your tips and your installs and, and helping manufacturers move their product, which is a big friggin' one that guys do. And nobody had, nobody been able to really monetize it. And, uh, and so my question was, what, no, why then? What's, what's the long game? What's it for? So. Well, and like you say, I would, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting that you that you you see what you see from when you watch my stuff from the that side of the lens, right? Because even even people that have known me for a long time have have said, "Dude, you're a totally different person on that on that stupid app." Nice. I I won't disagree with you because I'm and. In the real world, I'm absolutely far more guarded, and oh, yeah. um, and uh, um, uh, is the word secretive? Miserable. Or just sort of very cards, very close to the vest, I guess. Of what? Yeah. Eh? You like anybody that asks me how are things? They're great, super great. Busy, crazy busy. And that's. I mean, if I saw you in the wholesaler and you asked me, "Hey, man, things? How are things? We're good." Right? You're busy. Oh, that's just crazy. crazy busy. Crazy busy. You know what I mean? Uh, and and I I guess if I had to, you're doing a you're doing an analysis on me right now. <laughs> and I would say it's just because it's like I've again, 
and I'm not whining about it, but I've had a, there's been some ridiculously bad experiences in my life where I'm just like, how, how have I been taken so advantage of by, you know, being open and upfront about whatever's going on in my life? And it just, you know, I'm like, okay, well, that's it. Um, I'm done being. Uh, um, I'm, not so, I'm not social on anything but an app anymore. And I'm building a barn. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of truth to that, honestly. Like even, I mean, there's a couple guys in Calgary that I that I run across. And, you know, I mean, you're cordial and nice and whatever, but... Uh, I, it's a it's a bit of a mentality that I instantly fall into where I'm like, listen, I'm not going to share too much stuff because, you know, uh, we're I got I got shit to do. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> so for me, the ant, that's a big long way to say the ant, to answer the question. I very much enjoy the social part of of social media. That's why I'm on here. It's not to show off my work or to you know, or whatever. It's because I, I enjoy the engagement, which is why you asked me why I'm doing this stupid barn banter. And I'm like, you know what? I should talk to some, some people and, and, and see what they have to say and, and learn something and expose myself a little bit, I guess, and, and see where it goes. And, Very cool, and so man. far, so yeah. far it's been, it's been good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely it's unique, man. No, I don't, I don't think I've talked to anybody else on social media that kind of that has that raw, real answer where it genuinely is to be social, which is crazy. I mean, everybody seems to have ulterior motives on these social media platforms. They're marketing guys getting in there and companies, and you know, guys just you know looking for affirmation and stuff. But you genuinely come across as somebody that is being social. It's probably because you're hanging out with your goats too much. <laughs> it's got so, it's got something to do with the lifestyle there's no doubt about that but i will say like i'm not trying to monetize it we've obviously benefited from it from um just you know in local uh you know when we had when i had whatever it was 11 10 000 followers and, on that old account like people were coming out of the woodwork. Hey man, will you uh, will you rep this? Will you say something about that? Will you? I'm like, mm. sure, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though. So if it sucks, make sure you don't give me anything that sucks. Because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna huck it in the garbage if I have to. Good, and it's that's why shit. That's why guys will listen to you. You don't become a product whore just friggin', hey, yeah, for 500 bucks, I'll give you a mention and hold it up like a used car salesman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, and that's the top. You see, and you know, just like you, I'm part of some private groups. And we talk wow. about this stuff. And, I'm, and there's some guys that are, there's some You're private right. groups out there. If you don't know right. that. No, those aren't the groups that I'm in. You don't watch that. <laughs> We're obviously in different groups because we're not in the same groups. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just got a request. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> um, you have uh, so some of those guys, like you said, like Glenn and uh, and of that ilk that have thirty-five to a hundred thousand followers. Like some of their problem is not uh, some of the challenges is 
you know, when a manufacturer comes to you and says, we want you to rep it and here's some, here's some green to go with it, then you're on some levels to bring it full circle. You're now a fluffer. You're a thousand percent, bro. Thousand right? percent you are. Thousand like percent. You're, you're on you the are. payroll now. And so you right. gotta, like you gotta pull the line. Yeah, you had a piece, you had a piece of you, and you are, you are, you're the fluffer. You're not in control of the messaging. It's like, here's, no. here's the money, get in there, get them ready for us. And, uh, and then we'll, and then we'll close on this for you. And I, and, and I, I, I agree with you, man. I think a lot of guys in the trades that are on social media and have been working really hard to kind of build a following aimlessly though. Cause then you ask them what it's for. It's like, uh, I don't know. Ah, Free stuff, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some some guys, some guys are very stuff driven, and it's amazing. As soon as their accounts hit that five, ten, and fifteen thousand, you see guys all of a sudden every post is, "Oh, look at these boots! Oh, look at this new tool that I have! Look at look at me drill something!" Like, oh, I know it's right, and I I mean I get it, and I understand what's happening, and so do you. Yeah. And so yeah. I can scroll past that stuff and say, oh, that's too bad." Hopefully, you get some real stuff but in see, the future. But that's what happens. That's what we do. We we scroll past it because we can see through it. Nobody wants to be sold, man. We see through it. I feel like there's more effective partnerships that manufacturers could have with guys like you. Here, look, you don't need to be bought. That's a lot of space on your wall back there. But yeah, yeah, buy, yeah. buy some space and not have yeah. you go, hey, try this for the low price of fuck off. <laughs> it was interesting because when like this whole thing, the biggest the biggest player that we've ever had in here was obviously rigid. Right. And yeah. so I was, I was a little worried. I'm like, okay. I, and Becky's fantastic. And so I, we have a sort of a back and forth. I'm like, what, is there something they can say or something I can't say? Uh, you know, where's the line? And she was like, well, here's the question that you should ask us. And this was, they, she, they were the only ones that sort of said, here's the, you know, the deal. Really? Which I get because they're rigid, right? Like, what are yeah, you gonna? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta play by the rules a little bit. But they were awesome, as you may have saw. They did a great job, and um, you know, did their little dog and pony show of going through the going through the tool house and showing off some of their tools. But I did say, and you know, listen, I'm not looking for anything out of this. Don't send me any tools. Don't send me anything because I don't want it to be some sort of you say this and we'll send you that type of crap. Interesting. Then I be, then I, so because then I become the it's um, offer. Yeah. Just say I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd be really bad at it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> you get a lot of goats. <laughs> There's a lot of goats. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's the challenge of like we had just started getting into that territory where we had weirdos sending me messages about hey man will you rep this will you rep that um when when we got nuked on the other account and so we didn't have I was like no man this is not what this is for it's not your platform to sell them stuff it's for me to vent. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. love it, man, and love that you love that you didn't uh, give in to it. Is it right? give in to it? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think you know I can't hate on on the guys that are taking the money for you know here buy these shoes, try these boots out, like these pants. Like I, I can't hate on them. I mean, good on them. Here's some some blue collar trades people that have found another way to generate some income that they wouldn't have yeah, otherwise yeah. been able to. So I mean, good on them. But when it's when it's guys like you that do something like this, the barn banter and stuff, good good for you for having that, you know, that integrity to be like, ah, nah, you guys aren't going to buy me here. Good for you, man. Good for you. But when <laughs> next time they try, just let them know that I'm for sale. You're for sale? <laughs> take Listen. a one. <laughs> <laughs> no. you got, I got the take a one right up there, man. There you go. Brought to you your Take a No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... Like, have you, oh, there's a, there's a comedy sketch of uh, a hockey commentator that literally was like, you know, he, he, as he, as he, uh, doing the commentary for the hockey game, he's literally like throwing in ads. Oh, through the Bible. The next time you need a whole fix, phone up ABC fucking roofing, right? You're like, like, the, and like you say, most people see through that stuff. Which is why I think, on some level, I mean, the, the app is really sort of come into itself in the last four or five years. And I think that those marketing people are going to find out how to best use this, as opposed to having a bunch of fluffers out there saying, look at my, look at my Taco shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy Taco. Easy. Easy. Right? They're, they're going to be, all right, how do we, how do we, boil this down so that it's actually effective marketing for our product and it's not just another freaking you know uh um i don't know you know second year plumber with uh drilling holes in his driveway yeah, I agree. I agree. whatever the hell it is so i do think having talked to some of those bigger companies um i think it's going to change a bit where they're not just going to be throwing out crap all over the place. They're going to start narrowing their focus as they learn how, like you said, what is, what is the marketing budget for Rigid or Milwaukee or Paco or Central Therm, right? All that stuff. Um, they're looking at that and saying, how do we best spend our money? And how, yeah. do we, how, do we, how do we best sell our product so it doesn't look like it's the worst or bought. I gotta, you gotta, I gotta love this guy's comment here. Sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to them, but uh, aren't we all whores to free t-shirt in this trade? Yep. <laughs> you sure are, man. Oh, a shirt. I'll, oh, I'll, a I'll shirt. Yeah, yeah, free shirt. Yeah, please. <laughs> like, can, I, can I have another shirt? I seen you were giving shirts out yesterday. Come on. Yeah, my whole wardrobe is just manufacturer clothes and distributor clothes and yeah but that and that's i mean but that's how that works but again at the same time you're not out there um um talking it like it's uh who me yeah you like you're oh well hey but when you're on the job you're not like Okay, with, here's the taco uh, E003. <laughs> oh, there it is right there, right? <laughs> I can tell I, you, though, I, 
those guys. And I see you've got the banner there so we can chat about it. It's up over your shoulder. It looks like we're doing like a simultaneous plug here, nonchalant, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Right there, I, I love those guys, man. I love I love those guys because they are not like the traditional manufacturer, like salesy. Oh, oh, you asked me a half technical question. I'll get back to you tomorrow after I've had a chance to run it through. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. They're sharp. They know their shit, and they're just like cool, down to earth dudes, man. I I I really like Takeo, man. They're freaking solid guys. They did. It's been interesting to see. Uh, uh, lots of those manufacturers, what they did over COVID. Takeo did their Takeo After Dark. Yeah. I made the boys, and I, I tuned into a couple of them, but the boys listened to them for about a year on all of their stuff nice. to figure out, to learn how all this stuff works. So they're actually providing, you know, the value of, here, this is how you use our product properly. So how you troubleshoot our product. This is where our product has some issues that you should be aware of um, and, and, and how to bypass those issues, uh, which are usually installer issues, as you know. Yeah. The, 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 the stuff that's out there now is so engineered so well that uh, most of the issues that you come across are installer issues. Frankly. Yeah, I do some stupid shit sometimes. I make some mistakes. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> I do. I do. I screw some shit up sometimes. We all, we all do. Yeah. That's I'll my favorite. My favorite line is, "I'm a moron" because I'm a moron. <laughs> How did I do that? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm a moron. <laughs> I've been doing this for thirty years, and I made that mistake. Bro. Oh. Bro. Yeah. I'm going that's, home. Me. that's me. I call my business partner all the time, and I'm like. Oh. I'm so stupid. You don't even believe what I just did. <laughs> What'd you do now? <laughs> I'm that guy. That's good, man. We can, we can share in our moron stories and, and beard banter. Yeah, nice. Exactly right. Uh, listen, man, absolute uh, pleasure. Absolute pleasure chatting with you. I hope we get to do this again, man. And uh, you, you're right. If you're, if you're not a social guy in real life, man, it would blow my mind because you are incredibly social here. <laughs> it's just in the, it's just it's very isolated to the work world that's how it works. You, you, you if, we, if we were in miami we would have a hell of a time i could promise you that. see there we go you uh you, go. Do, you do any events like do you go to events at all i i never i went to wet before covid nice and then was planning on going to ahr this year but couldn't get out of the country neither could um, i yeah but I uh, I I what's that i said i had the awards thing with hvac tactical they gave me a, an award oh, for, yeah. for picture perfect install and stuff and i was i'm like yeah i'm there da, da, da. and then we got friggin' uh false covid tests false positive no the reason i ask is i wonder if uh if you have any plans to do any upcoming events uh, is, is, I think they're done for the year. I mean, I won't lie to you. I'm not much into it. Aren't they, there was your, you guys did your, uh, um, yeah. yeah, in Toronto there a month or so ago, six yeah, weeks yeah. ago, whatever it was, aren't they done until next year? Well, I mean, we can, we can make events whenever we want. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right. Is everybody no coming out here? 
<laughs> Noble's got their customer appreciation event. Come on out. It's right. tents and a barbecue. That's where it's the flight. Nothing like a stale hot dog and a free t-shirt to uh... <laughs> make me stand in line for an hour. No. No. <laughs> I haven't done much of those. Yeah. But we should. I agree. I think the community is fantastic. I think, uh, you know, the best, I'll say it again, and then we can wrap up. Um, the best thing about the social media is the social part of it. And the fact that you and I uh, can talk for, I don't even know what the hell it is, an hour uh, and a half. It's been 20 minutes yeah. or so. Yeah. Uh, about the trade and have a cordial, meaningful, informative conversation about your world, my world, which are similar in so many ways. Minus and the ghost. I can, minus the ghost. You'll get there. I know, I'm trying. Working on it. <laughs> I, I, I have a bald cat. You have a what? A bald I cat? Those, yeah, I have one of those. You have one of those hairless cats? Creepy as fuck. Creepy. Oh. Creepy. My yeah, wife. I could not live in a house with one of those things. Bro. Is it, your, is it your wife's thing? Yeah, and I hate it. I hate like I hate I hate I hate the thing. I hate it. I tell her I hate it, but uh, <laughs> it my, yeah, I just, but my son loves it. I like you know what makes it so much worse. It the stupid thing started to get sick like a year ago, and I was like, Fuck, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> and it. Uh, <laughs> but then I felt bad. My son's like, oh, it's my cuddle buddy, and I was like, why? We don't we don't need it. It's not necessary for our survival. It's not. It's a friggin' dick anyway. So I took yeah. took the cat to the to the vet. I didn't say it was a dick to my family. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Dude, just one of the pro progressive things, right? And I'll just mm. skip right all the progressive crap. Two grand, and I'm like, cool. Do you know why? It ate. It ate a piece of dental floss. And it got caught around its tongue and then into its like intestines or whatever. And they couldn't find it when they opened its mouth. And so they had to cut it open and do surgery and remove this or remove that for a piece of string. That stupid cat that I hate it hisses at me all the time. Just, just cost me $2,000 because it ate a piece of string. And, and I'm like more mad at myself than I am the cat that I paid $2,000 to save something I dislike so much. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> trade you for a goat Woo! or a chicken listen yeah. that's hilarious and we've had that discussion in my house I hate cats, I hate them <laughs> and uh, we have gone through I probably shouldn't say this probably 65 cats out here on the, in, the, on, in the farm because they either get they either get caught in the engine or the coyotes eat them, or one of my German shepherds eats them. But there's one that's lasted a couple of years now. And every time he literally sleeps, he gets into the barn down below, and he's made a little nest. And every time I see him, I said, I literally I hate you, and I hope you get eaten today. <laughs> I think I just had that pep talk with my wife's cat on the way up the stairs this morning. I hate you. I hate you. I, I hope you, you die. <laughs> Just like wishing. Please for die. Ah, oh, stupid cats. Anyway. So good. Oh, wow. On that note, my man. Thank you very much. It was awesome. Thank you.
Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and we'll, uh, we'll get it up on uh, YouTube and Spotify uh, within yeah. the next 24 hours. Waste as many people's time as we can. So everybody can watch this ridiculous conversation <laughs> as long as they want. Hey, guys, you, you walked straight to the end thinking something fun and exciting was going to happen. You suckers. No, it's like, it's like real life, man. It just sort of ends. <laughs> and on that note, peace out, brother. Peace out. Have a Take good care. one. Thanks, you brother. Too, man. Later. Bye.